Hey there, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Today's guest is Wynn Claybaugh. Wynn is the dean and co-owner, founder of Paul Mitchell Schools. He also happens to be an amazing motivational speaker and the author of the book, Be Nice or Else. Great book, by the way. In fact, it's mandatory reading here at Team Johnson. What I love about Wynn is his compassion his passion for people, his ability to find heart-centered leaders. But the reason why I have him on the show today is because this is a man who has built his own personal brand inside of a global brand. And for many of you, that's what you struggle with. Either you're struggling with what it means to have a personal brand, or even more complicated, is how do you develop a personal brand while at the same time promoting a brand that you represent? Well, I can't think of anyone who's done it more seamlessly and more tactfully and more powerfully than Wynn Claybaugh. So that's what we'll be discussing in part one. Now, part two is also a must listen. Why? Because if you want your business to grow bigger and bolder and to reach more people, if you want to work less and have more and really love what you do, you'll need to build at some point a team. And what your brand is and who you put around you is all part of your brand. We'll talk about that in part two. But without further ado, let's get to part one. My dear friend, Wynn Claybaugh, thank you so much for joining me today on Build Your Tribe. I'm so happy to be here. I'm honored that you would ask, sweetheart. Heck yeah. I think people have a lot to learn from you and I'm excited to dig into it. But for those who um, maybe aren't familiar with with you, but maybe are familiar with your company. Tell us a little bit about Wynn Claybaugh. Uh, well, Wynn, Wynn Claybaugh is my name, but Wynn Claybaugh is also my brand. Mm. And and my brand uh, has lots of different facets. So um, I'm the, the dean and co-founder of Paul Mitchell Schools. I actually opened up my first beauty school uh, 35 years ago. Wow. In the year 2000, I went into business with uh, John Paul DeJoria. He's the founder of Paul Mitchell Products. You see him in the TV commercials. He also uh, founded Patron Tequila, which uh, I want you to know that I support that company as well. <laughs> I'm sure many people do. Um, and so we became partners and, and started opening up beauty schools together. Our first one is, was in 2001, and now we have 115 schools across the country and uh, 16,000 students a year that attend our schools. I'm also a philanthropist. Mm-hmm. I probably, the majority of my time is spent in, in that world. And so that obviously falls under my brand, my brand of Win Claybaugh. I'm an author and a, and a speaker. And so, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I have 20 jobs. Yeah. You know, philanthropy, I, um, I don't know if my audience knows what that means, but it wasn't until probably, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, someone introduced themselves to me as a philanthropist and I like wrote that down on a piece of paper to look it up. I'm like, what does that mean? Is that like a doctor? So tell us what is a philanthropist? It's somebody who uh, raises money and raises awareness for causes and issues that are important to them. Mm. Um, Which for me, there's probably four or five causes that absolutely tug at my heartstrings that keep me awake at night Mm and uh, draw my attention. And, and so I absolutely put my energy and my focus into those causes and charities. And then there's other charities and causes that I support because they're the passion 
of other people that I love and care about. And so they've dragged me in, so to speak, into helping them raise money and raise awareness and make a difference in, in, in that world. When, if people were to describe you as a great fill in the blank, what, what words come to mind that you hope that people will say about you? Uh, uh, that I'm a, that I'm a great dad. Mm, I love that you led with that one. Round of applause. Well, love that. Yeah. Don't get me on that topic. Cause I'll sit here <laughs> and cry through the whole podcast, but, <laughs> but that is, that's important to me. And, and I, you know, if we talk about a brand and a legacy, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want a legacy. I don't want to die rich or, well, yes I do, but I don't want to die only being rich. I mm-hmm. want to, I want to die uh, with my daughter standing there saying he was mm. a great dad, mm. which, by the way, means I have to back it up with my actions and my behavior. I can't just say I'm a great dad and be absent or a, a great mm. dad and be too busy for her. So, mm. you know, part of my legacy of being a great dad is I'm, I'm a room parent. I'm what well, they call me a room mom because I'm the only <laughs> dad in the whole school. Wow. Yeah. So but this is my second year doing it. And I trust me, I, I pleaded, I begged, I threatened I campaigned to make sure that they <laughs> chose me to be the room parent because I want her <laughs> growing up. Even when she doesn't want me there, I want her to grow up thinking my dad was there for anything and everything. Oh, that's amazing. Well, um, how long have you been a dad for? She is five years old. She's five. So she's getting ready to start kindergarten here in, a, in about a month. Before you and, were a dad, uh, before you were a dad, what would you hope people have said he was a great Somebody who created a, a, a culture and a company, mm. it just so happens that 90% of my efforts have been put into building uh, schools, co- cosmetology schools. Mm-hmm. Um, w- it would be that I created uh, a company where people felt safe, mm. where people finally felt like they belonged. And, and because in the beauty industry, we tend to attract people who maybe didn't traditionally fit into uh, educational environments, you know, so they weren't the most popular person in high school and maybe they didn't fit into a college environment. You know, a lot of artists can sometimes feel that way and hairdressers are certainly artists. And so um, sometimes they get out into the workforce into whether it's corporate America or, or, or other environments and they don't feel like they fit in. And, and mm. I, I hear that all the time and it makes me proud when people come back and say, wow, this is the first job or, or the first place where I felt like I belonged here and I was safe. And that's, mm. and that's so, so important to me. And that doesn't happen by accident that I could spend days and days talking about what we do to make sure that people feel that way. Well, I asked you to join us today specifically to talk about what it means to be your own brand within a brand. Um, and I couldn't think of someone better who could share how you've been able to do this so beautifully um, and and how it is that you have passion for both the brand that you've built and the brand that you are or the brand that you embody. So maybe we could start with um, your choice of aligning yourself with a brand because many of my listeners are in a position where they're they're trying to be their own brand, but they're also really conflicted because what it is they sell, what it is they offer is something someone else created, but that they align themselves with. So how is it first that you align yourself with a brand? Well, I, uh, I did not create Paul Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I didn't create the products. I didn't create the, the, the name. Um, I am fortunate enough to be in partnership now with that company and I have licensing rights and everything. Um, 
but there there were legacies and stories that existed with the Paul Mitchell company long before I came around. So the first thing that I had to do was to learn those stories and and learn what those legacies are all about. And I have to be the number one cheerleader of that. So I, I just think that it takes a lot of uh, integrity mm. as you work for another brand and you're building that other brand. It takes a lot of integrity to make sure that you're being loyal and that you're being um, truthful. And we could certainly get into to what that means Yeah. Uh, with, with how you do work, with how you do business with that brand, rep- representing that brand. But to tell you the truth, uh, along with that, to be able to build your own brand because your own brand is your reputation, and and that doesn't go away uh, because you come work for another company or because you sell a, a product that maybe is not your own product or not something that you created. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your 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 reputation is part of your brand; it, it's attached to your name. And if tomorrow you started selling a different product, well, your reputation, your brand, is still intact. Let's dig into that a little bit because you said something that I think is really important to people. You said before you aligned with Paul Mitchell, you did your research. You looked into the legacy, the stories, what it is they stood for. Did you believe in their their legacy, um, their products, their people? And I am assuming what you're saying here. Um, because you mentioned reputation right after that is the company that you align yourself with has a reflection on your reputation. And would you say that that's true? You better believe it's true. Mm. And, and, um, and I, I get it that sometimes we have to pay the bills, you know, so sometimes maybe you're, uh, selling something that you're not completely proud of or something that you don't fully endorse or, or fully believe in. And I get it that sometimes you, you have to do that. Do we have but to do that? Do we have, like, I mean, would you do that? No, I would not do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I think that's like part of it too, is like, you know, I think sometimes we make excuses for ourselves. Well, I have to pay the bills, but, but you're damaging your own reputation. I think. And sometimes you feel like you're dying a little bit inside when you're aligned with people, products, services that you don't believe in. And I am with you. I, I don't think you have to do that. I think that's selling your soul. And yeah, I understand. Like you said, like maybe Maybe you've got to in this moment, but you better be looking for an exit strategy and a better brand to align yourself with. Would you agree? I would agree. And uh, I, I, I'll have students that are attending my schools and they're, they share with me what their dreams are. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up my own salon. I'm going to travel. I'm going to be famous as a hairdresser. And, and while I'm doing that, I'm working at Starbucks. And they'll mm-hmm. whisper Starbucks to me. I'm like, wait, wait why would you whisper that? Mm. Well, because it's not... It's not where I want to be. I'm like, yeah, but you're, you're, you have credibility here. You're doing whatever it takes. You're making the sacrifices mm-hmm. to pursue your ultimate dream. Your ultimate dream is what you just shared with me. And to get there, you're working at Starbucks or you're working here or there, whatever you need to do to sustain your dream and get you to where you want to be. Would you say that for people who are listening who uh, struggle with building their own brand within a brand that perhaps the first thing they have to look at is how they feel about the company that they're aligned with? Yeah, because your customers are are thinking that as well. Mm. You know, people spend money with their gut. Yes. And, and so, so whenever I stand on a stage, and, and by the way, John Paul DeJoria will say the same thing. When he's standing on a stage in front of our employees or in front of our, our partners, our school owners or salon 
owners were saying, you know, we're, we're not the we're not the face of Paul Mitchell. You know, in a TV commercial, John Paul's the face of Paul Mitchell, mm-hmm. but the, the face of Paul Mitchell is the person standing in front of them. Mm-hmm. And so I always try to educate people and empower people to think, you know, if you're if you're the one speaking one on one with that guest sitting in your chair doing their hair, you are now the face and the brand and the representative of this product of this company. And so for people to assume that role and to step into that position. So really, whatever it is that we offer, even if we're not the ones who are manufacturing it, didn't create it, didn't invent it, we are the face of it because that's what people are attracted to. That's what they're making their decisions on. And when you said that we buy with our gut, what do you, what do you mean by that? Well, of course, we do our research and we spend money with our head. But more than that, we, we spend money with our gut, meaning, do I like you? Do I trust you? Um, mm. Am I going to have fun in, in, in the experience? Is the experience going to be one that I feel good about my purchase? Am I going to feel good about spending money with you or am I going to regret it later? And we can create a huge, big, long list of why people regret spending money or buying certain products. When you um, you are a brand in and of itself. You speak on many stages. People know you as a motivational and inspirational speaker, as an author, as an educator, as a, as a personality. How is it you've been able to develop your personal brand while at the same time uh, building a, a business brand that you could, like you said, you, you could walk away or something could happen tomorrow, but you're still win clay ball. So how do you, is there a balance or do you just focus on building the business? Do you focus on building, like, what is the strategy there? The, the, the strategy is all of the above. We already talked about the importance of aligning yourself with a brand and a product that you can stand behind. So, so yes, I absolutely did my research and I feel good about what the company Paul Mitchell stands for. I feel good about the fact that they made a decision to stay only within the professional beauty industry. So it's not like they have a product that's sold in salons and another product that's sold in drugstores. Mm. That was important to me. Mm. Uh, it was important to me that this was a company that that gives back. Uh, from day one, when when John Paul and Paul Mitchell, the man, could barely pay their own bills, they were already raising money. They were already giving back, and that was important to me. And and by the way, that has sustained. Even though John Paul's now a multi billionaire, <laughs> he he still is very very philanthropic. He still gives back a lot. Many of the things that he gives back to, nobody will ever know about. Hmm. Uh, so, so, so I can stand behind that company. I can stand behind that product. In fact, we actually even call it what's behind the bottle. We all see what's in the bottle, what, what the bottle looks like. Well, what's behind the bottle. And so that was important to me. But in addition to that, you know, I had to kind of ask my own questions. I like to call it, and many people call it this as well. So, but by the way, I heard that if you steal from more than one source, it's called research. And so (laughs) I I do a lot of research and so I don't, I don't claim (laughs) I'm a professional researcher. Exactly. I don't claim to know or to to be the originator of any of these ideas. Uh, Simon Sinek, who we all know and love, he says that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot I did in the beginning and I still do to this day. And it changes and it evolves. I think a lot about the why behind what I'm doing. I think a lot about what my legacy will look like. And then I, I help other people to develop the why. And by the way, the why can never be about making money. 
Mm. Meaning what, what makes me attractive to you uh, as my customer isn't that, well, Wynn wants to make a lot of money. That's not right. why you're going right. to spend money. And so, yeah, we're all in this to make make money. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make money. In fact, I think people who say that they don't care to make a lot of money would lie about other things as well. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, you know, so I, I help people and I and I constantly encourage myself to ask the, the why behind uh, the, the things that I promote and the things that I stand behind, some of which make me money and some of, of which just help me as a human being be a, be a good human being. Well, I want to ask you, um, and I know this is going to be difficult to quantify, but is there a formula that my listeners love to know, like this percentage, is there a percentage of work or attention that you give to your personal brand versus your business brands? Or is it just all rolled into one? Like, how do you approach this? You know, uh, entrepreneurs, and we're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs right now, mm -hmm. and, and you could be entrepreneurial and just be the only employee of your company or of your, of your endeavor. Mm -hmm. And that, but that still is, there's, there's that entrepreneurial spirit. And, um, as, as far as a, a formula of, of percentages, I don't mm -hmm. think that there is one. Mm. I think that we just kind of work on everything all at the same time. Like if we were, if, if part of my legacy and part of the why behind what I sell and what I do, which is what people are buying into. If part of that why is that I want to be a good human being and give back to this planet, well, then that needs to be part of what I do every single day. Because a lot of people look at giving back as, well, I attend one black tie fundraising cocktail party every single year, and therefore I give back. No, no, you don't. Mm. Cool that you attended that party in December, but what about January? Yeah, and what are you going to do in February to, to make a difference in your local community? And then what about March? Who Who is suffering in March? Who needs your money and your talents and your time in your local neighborhood and, or in your global community that you could give back to? And then what about April? Meaning, so how I look at it, let's say I have 10 things that I have to accomplish on every single day. At least one of those items on that list of 10 needs to be related to giving back. So that means that I'm, I'm on the board of directors for a, a nonprofit organization. And so I've got a conference call with them or I got to send some emails out or I'm planning a big fundraising event. And so I got to check in with my committee that day. But meaning how I look at it is every single day I'm working on something. Um, I, I go to the gym every single day because that's part of my personal brand. I'm, I'm spending time with my daughter every single day. I'm, I'm working on giving back every single day. I'm doing something to promote myself or to build my reputation and my skill set as a speaker, as an author every single day. And, and, so, and if you have 10 jobs, and again, we all do, we all have 10 jobs, 10 roles, you're working on all of them every single day. If I can summarize what you've just described, you're working on being who Win Claybaugh is and, and really living up to the things that you've described yourself as. As a philanthropist doesn't mean that you put on one event a year or there's, you know, one cause that you donate to, but you're, you're thinking about how your work can create more awareness. You have called yourself a great dad. So every day you're doing something that you're, you're actually living up to that in your own mind, you have integrity. And, and when you can call yourself these things, it is because you're doing these things and you're giving them intention and they're going on your list and it, you're keeping yourself accountable. And 
at the same time, I didn't hear you say a lot of things about Paul Mitchell, but I'm assuming from what you've described, all of these things lend themselves to the way you enhance the professional brand. Like that, that when Claybaugh shows up as his brand helps people trust the brand that you represent. I'm glad, I'm glad that you uh, brought that up because um, even in the very beginning, when John Paul and I barely knew each other, or he barely knew me, I, I knew mm-hmm. who he was, but he barely knew who I was mm-hmm. in the very beginning. So I'm going back over 20 years. He still supported the fact that I was invited by other non-Paul Mitchell brands, other product lines to come in and speak to their organizations. Wow. I mean, I, for, for years, I did work for Vidal Sassoon Company. For years, I've done work with the Aveda Company. So these these other that are considered obviously competitors of the Paul Mitchell brand, John Paul thought it was a wonderful thing that these other brands recognized my talents, my contributions, so much so that they wanted me to come in and speak to their people. And John Paul saw that as a, as as a plus. Um, That's now, such an attitude of abundance. I wish more people looked at things that way as opposed to, uh, you know, it being a competitive or a scarcity situation. Like that's just true abundance. Which is th- the other reason why it was so easy to to stand behind his company. It's not my company. It's his company. But it's so easy for me to stand behind that. Mm. Uh, he's an entrepreneur himself. And so he promotes that entrepreneurial spirit. If you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be upset that any of your team members or your partners want to be entrepreneurs. I mean, it's, you know, it's like people who quit where they work because they hated it there, but then they try to create exactly the same environment. <laughs> you know, well, at my old job, we used to do it that way. And I'm like, yeah, but you hated that job. You quit that job. Mm. Now you're trying to recreate it here. So um, would you I, say you know, that, you know, when we work on ourselves, we don't have to spend as much time promoting a brand and, and leading with brand because when we lead with who we are, that's what attracts people. That's what tells people they can trust what it is we have to offer, even if we didn't develop or create it. It's like what we talked about earlier, that if all of a sudden uh, the product that you're selling today ended, they went out of business or they fired you or whatever, and now you're selling something different, you wouldn't skip a beat if you had the credibility of your your own brand, which is is your name, and you know, Shalene, you you taught me a lot of that, uh, especially in the world of of balance and fitness and wellness. You know, mm. wellness encompasses a lot more than just being at the gym and eating a good diet. Amen. And uh, you you you've been a, a great mentor for me on that because we we have to have credibility. Sometimes people ask me, when how can I be a better leader?" And my my answer is, join the gym, quit mm. smoking fix your marriage, sign up for a cancer walk. Because if you're not doing those things, focusing on those things, again, you're losing credibility as, as a leader. And by the way, all of us are leaders. Doesn't matter your position. Doesn't matter your pay scale. Doesn't matter your title. Uh, All of us are are hired and all of us need to have the mindset to develop our skill set as leaders. And some of this stuff comes naturally to me. You know, fortunately I wake up every single day and I naturally have the urge to go to the gym. Thankfully, I have friends who don't have that urge and, and it's something that they have to fight for every single day. Mm. Uh, fortunately, it comes naturally to me that I wake up and I want to be with my daughter. You know, for, first of all, she's waking me up. She's got her little built-in alarm clock. Um, <laughs> so you can't really get away from that. You know, so some things come naturally to me. Other things I have to work at. 
and how I work mm-hmm. at those. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in front of my computer a lot, and but I, I, I always have a TED talk playing in the background. Mm. You know, I always have a, a podcast. It's so easy to sit at the computer and just get my, my mind is still sort of listening while I'm answering emails and I can get both in at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just a big, big student mm. of getting the voices of my mentors into my head every single day. I mean, you brush your teeth every single day, you know, but you you brushed them yesterday. Right, right. <laughs> you know, p- people find that thought so disgusting. And yet there are people who spend more time every single day brushing their teeth than they spend time programming their minds, programming their hearts and their souls for success. Yes. We need it every single day. These things that you've mentioned are all what, amazing tips. I hope people are taking notes because all of those things help to build a brand. What things do we have to be careful of because we need to protect our own brand that, you know, we could be doing damage by um, just not being consciously aware of these things. Um, <laughs> how do I say this? Um, selling crap. Mm. Mm. And and people, I've had people come to me and say, when I've got this product and I've been trying to sell it and it's just not working. And, and will you look at it? And I look at it and think, well, with all due respect, this is crap. Mm. You know, you're, you're trying to make money off of something that is subpar. You know, why, why would the universe support you in that? You know, is this the best that it could be? And, and so you have to ask yourself those questions because we all believe in the law of attraction that what you put out there comes back to you. And people Gosh, I'm glad you brought this up. And I'm going to ask uh, like an uncomfortable question. Um, but I know that there are those listening who are in uh, an organization, maybe even a, a network marketing opportunity where they have lots and lots of products and lots and lots of offerings. Some of them great, some of them not so great. And I've seen people make the mistake of saying that they're all great. They all will change your life. They all are amazing. And Personally, when I see that, it loses its credibility. I mean, because there are even products I've created myself. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't so great. And I'm going to tell you it's not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, how? What is your stance on um, honesty? And, uh, you know, m- maybe h- how honest do we need to be? Or is it more a matter of what we don't say? Well, are you asking people to buy you? Mm. Or are you asking them to buy a product? Mm -hmm. And the second that you put you aside, put you, your brand, your reputation on the back burner, you're going to pay the price. Mm. And um, so what would you do if, you know, hypothetically, uh, Paul Mitchell were to come out with a product that you just thought was crap? Would you, um, tow the company line and promote it just like everyone else is? Would you ignore it? Or would you actually say, I, I don't think this is a great product? Well, fortunately, I'm in a good position that I, I can go directly yeah. <laughs> to, the, to the man himself and to those who are, are involved in that. And I have on occasion. And, and they'll be the first to tell you. Do, 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 uh, do you remember uh, Paul Mitchell Coffee? <laughs> no. <laughs> How about Paul Mitchell Skin Care? <laughs> no. You know, so, so, you know, every company you're, you're going to put stuff out there and thinking, okay, I mean, you just said it yourself, Shaleen, you put stuff out there that now you're thinking, okay, that was a mistake. Well, good Mm -hmm, for you mm -hmm. because that's how we all learn and grow and, 
come up with the, the things that actually do stick and the things that are really, really good. Sometimes you have to make a lot of mistakes and fall down before you find what's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again, it's all about integrity. And, mm-hmm. if, and if the company that you're representing doesn't respect that, were you truthfully, and it's, it's not, you're not blasting it all over social media. You're not gossiping about it. You're not right. bad-mouthing it, but you, with, with diplomacy and with integrity, and with confidentiality, go to the powers that be, however that looks like for you, and say, you know what, I just can't stand behind this. Mm. If, if, if that's a company who truly values integrity of their people, well, then they're going to support that. And if they don't, maybe it's time to move on. Great point. How much longer can you do that? How much longer can you put your own integrity aside to promote something that you truly don't believe in? I love that you said that. Um, you know, I think we've given ourselves the grace to leave situations, friendships, relationships, um, you know, even stores that we buy from. When we see the quality change, a certain restaurant is purchased by a new owner and you just see the quality of the meals change, the menu changes and you, you stop. Uh, aligning yourself. You stop giving your energy and your money to those things. But when it's a company that we've invested ourselves in for so long and perhaps even wrapped our own identity into it, I think that decision may be a little tougher for people. Is there a point at which there needs to be a deal breaker? Do you think that we need to establish those things in our head? And, and what what should that look like? There, there, there's always a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's always the time. and There and should those be. Are, there better be there. And those are very, none of this is easy, but again, we're not talking to a group of people here who chose the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Shalene, the people who are attracted to you and who subscribe to, to who you are and what you do are people who are extraordinary or that's their goal to become extraordinary. And, and this, this is not easy stuff. Mm-mm. And so, so yeah, there has to be a deal breaker and you know, for, for sometimes you, you put up with it for, for a long time and other times you're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, this ends today. Mm. And and this ends today doesn't have to be a complete break from the company. It could be what you mentioned that I, I the company has 100 products and I believe in 98 of them. Mm. I, I'm fine when I'm at a restaurant and I do you recommend, you know, this dish and the waiter says, you know what, it's not our favorite. Yeah, I love and it. I love it when they're honest like that. Exactly. You know, oh, everything's fabulous here. Really? Everything? Okay. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That is so true. Last night we were at dinner and um, my husband asked the waiter about the fish. And I thought this waiter had the most eloquent answer because it was honest without being um, degrading to uh, the owners. He said, I can tell you that some of my favorites are our seafood. And of those, it's these. He didn't have to say, I don't recommend this particular one. But he, he, without having to say it, made it very clear that it wasn't his top choice. I mean, it was really, really clear without him having to say anything derogatory about, you know, any one thing on the menu. But you understood his position. Well, and what you're also saying is that he had a script for it. Yeah, yeah, he really did. We we script everything. You know, we we script how how we how we speak with our customers, how we speak with each other, how we speak with our employees. You know, so he had a professional script mm-hmm. so that he could diffuse the situation with you and your husband. What would you say to those people who maybe are um they're staying inside of a brand like they represent um a product or a service that you know, they're spending so much time building their own brand that they aren't 
uh, embracing that thing that's paying the bills? Like, okay. do you need to love your company? Do you need to be waving the company flag? Yes, a cliffhanger. Well, I didn't mean to leave you hanging. The good news is I haven't left you hanging. What I've decided to do is immediately release part two. So now that you've already finished part one, guess what? Part two is already available for you. You can download at this moment. But let me give you some insight so that you can decide if, in fact, you need to listen to part two. Part two is all about building a bigger brand and how you've got to understand. You got to realize you can't do that by yourself if you try, you're going to destroy yourself because you can only go so far on your own unless you're willing to work 24 hours in a day. I mean, at some point you need to bring people onto your team to build a team in order to build a bigger brand, to build and reach more people. And how we do that has a tremendous reflection on our brand. And as a matter of fact, if we can keep our own personal brand in mind as we're building a team and creating culture, the more powerful our brand can become even if much like when we are building our personal brand while being a part of a bigger brand. That episode coming up next. Be sure to download it and don't forget to reach out to Win. Let him know what you thought about this episode. He's such a great person about like whenever I speak for one of his schools or at one of his events, he does such a great job of making sure that the people who are in the audience find me, reach out to me in social media and let me know what they thought of the presentation because I'm sure he knows how good that feels. So if you don't mind doing the same thing for my friend Wind, I would really appreciate that. Find him on his website, winclaybaugh.com, and uh, let him know what you thought about this episode. You can find all of his social media sites and links there. But don't forget, download part two. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to part one. It's my goal always to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. But just done for now. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com.